0: Now, for the show that brings combat sports stories to life from the great state of Ohio, this is Forged in Ohio. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 22 of Forged in Ohio. This is Jake Murren, the host of the podcast. Joining me today for episode 22 is a 4 and one amateur mixed martial artist. He has a strong following in Northeast Ohio, and that's not really surprising considering his three first-round finishes to this point in his career. Also, he has a fight scheduled for May against another Forged in Ohio guest that I couldn't be looking forward to more. He is the one and only Kyle Crum. Thanks for coming on the show, Kyle, and welcome to Forged in Ohio.
1: Hey, thanks for having me, Jake.
0: Yeah, man, it's, it's my pleasure to get you in studio and, and get you on the podcast. So I want to start by discussing how you got into MMA. I saw that you have a background playing football, but when did combat sports work itself into your life?
1: So um, back in high school, I was a, a big athlete and into, into college. I played a little bit of high school football and it uh, didn't work out so well. We ended up, uh, I ended up transferring to Stark State, got my degree there and was working and uh, I, was, I, was, I got into the UFC a lot and and watch mma fights you know got the ufc fight pass and wasn't just watching the ufc was watching uh um you know other promotions and stuff like that and uh i just you know fell in love with Storp, bought a heavy bag uh put it in my garage started literally started like recording myself watching myself you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and like with no coaches at all um and then i walked into uh victory mma back in 2019 you know got along with those guys pretty well and you know, it's been a hell of a ride since, dude. It's been like, shit, it's been like four years now since I started training, and I've been having fun with it. And, you know, it keeps me out of trouble, keeps me straight, and, you know, sports saved my life, and, and I love it for real.
0: You say it saved your life, how so?
1: Um, it's just, it just like, when you're able to focus your time and effort towards things like that, you know, instead of other things, as, you know, there's a bunch of distractions as young men, as you probably know. Mm-hmm. It's just good for an individual to sit there and surround themselves with great people because this sport is filled with great people a couple psychopaths yes i mean they're they're, every anybody that steps in the cage is a little bit crazy but uh a lot of great people a lot of great conversations and i'm thankful for every single individual that has uh you know entered my life through this sport
0: yeah you started in 2019 just four years ago you talk about how you were taking videos of yourself things like that was this a sport that came kind of naturally to you i know you have that background in football but not much else in terms of combat sports at least
1: uh yeah zero no no t- no combat sports um experience at all it was 2019 i walked into the gym and uh like i said i just fell in love with it it was uh it's such a it's such a cool sport dude it really is like there's nothing like it you know
0: you started as a fan, kind of, you know, watching the UFC. You mentioned right. getting the UFC Fight Pass, things like that. Was there a fighter that you maybe looked up to, or John that Jones, potentially inspired of course. you? Oh, John Jones,
1: yeah, he's 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 goat.
0: And that's your weight class as well, like heavyweighter. It was now, of course, he's the heavyweight champion of the UFC. What about John Jones and his game? Of course, he's the goat, but what about him kind of inspired you?
1: Just his like his techniques, you know. He, I mean, he, he has an abundance of techniques and. And it was just cool to watch him dominate individuals like he he fought some some of the toughest guys in the world, you know, Rampage Jackson, Vitor Belfort, uh, all those guys. And, you know, got out of that armbar. It's it just he's a, he's a goat. <laughs> Do
0: you have any doubt that he was going to get it done against Cyril Ghosn? None. Zero. Yeah. See, I picked Cyril gone I was proven wrong.
1: I, I do. I I be getting into the sports betting and, and everything. And yeah. I, I bet first round finish. I, won, I, I It was a small bet, but I won a, a good amount of money for it.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, yeah. those odds probably were inflated just yeah. for first round finish for right. John Jones. Looks like next for John Jones. I know this is kind of off topic here, but an Ohio legend, Steve Miocic, that's rumored at least international fight week against John Jones. I know you're a John Jones fan, but is your do your Ohio roots go over your fan yeah, for John I, I, Jones I, I, there? Yeah, I, I
1: do love Stepan. Yeah. Man. I'm excited for it. I don't, I'm, I'm not gonna say anything. I, I, I wanna see a good fight, you know? Yeah.
0: Hopefully a fight that lasts more than two minutes, right? Right, right. <laughs> for people listening who might not be familiar with you or your game, how would you explain your fighting style?
1: Depending on my opponent. You know, we train certain ways for certain people. And uh, yeah, that's, I'm not gonna say too much about it. I don't wanna, I don't wanna reveal sure. too much, but, but yeah, we, we train certain ways for certain people.
0: Is there a, a discipline that you potentially enjoy more than others, you know, boxing, striking? I wrestling. love
1: jiu-jitsu. I love, I love striking, too. I yeah. mean, I, I, I like it all. I like the—my favorite word of mixed martial arts is mixed. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, there's all sorts of disciplines that go into it, and uh, I, I, I work them all, and I try to be better than my opponents at all of them.
0: Yeah, try and be that well-balanced fighter. That's super important, as a, of yeah, course. Very important,
1: yeah, very important, very important.
0: You now train out of Aries Combat Sports Academy and Ground Zero. You're the first fighter I've had on Forge in Ohio from Aries at least though. So what's it like getting work in with David Graff and those guys over there?
1: Yeah, yeah, Dave is uh, such a such a cool dude, man. We went up there to we cross-train. They cross-train. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then we went up there and I started talking to Dave and and uh, he really cares about his fighters. He really really cares about his fighters and uh, I started going up, I started splitting time between both gyms. I, I, I get my, there's good work up there, really good work up there, and there's, uh, I got my individual time with Dustin down there at ground zero, and uh, it's just a, it's a nice camp for me, it, it gets me ready for my fights.
0: How long are your camps on average, you know, for each fight?
1: The, I mean, depending on the time that I sign them, uh, I like, I like to get a nice 8-10 to 10 week camp in, yeah. you know, so shut down, and, you know, go solo for a little while, and uh, work hard, and, you know, lose, uh Lose the weight, and
0: yeah, you're I, you're a really tall guy. Are those weight cuts hard for you?
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They are, they are. I, I I walk around somewhere between like 220 225. Yeah, I'll just be eating well and training hard and going through some fasting periods and stuff like that to try to make weight. This last one went pretty smooth, which was good. I needed it because if you cut too much, the amateur fights are day of weigh-ins. You know, mm-hmm. like like that 12 o'clock weigh-in. If you cut too much weight, you're not gonna be ready by the time you fight. You, you you can't you can't cut too much. So most of the weight gets cut during the camp, and then you know the last few pounds is water weight before weigh-ins, and then you rehydrate and stuff like that. So,
0: do you think you'll be a light heavyweight for the rest of your career? Any jump to heavyweight in the future? Or no way. No way. No. 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 Way.
1: If I do go pro, I think I would do it at 185. Makes but sense. but that that's that's day before weigh-ins where you get 30 hours instead of seven.
0: Talking to Kyle Crumb on Forge in Ohio. Let's get to some of your amateur fights to this point. You're four and one so far, and I mentioned those three first round finishes. You debuted in 2019 at Cage Thunder Nine, where you won via rear naked choke, one minute and 40 seconds into the first round. What did that debut win mean to you?
1: I see you did your homework. Uh, <laughs> it was uh, it was crazy. I was I was scared. I, I, I was I was real scared. But I mean. That's just fighting dude, everybody's scared. I don't care what nobody says, you're always a little nervous going to a fight. They, at, at some point, it, it's you know thrown out the door. And that happened in my debut fight. And I was just you know blacked out, seen red. He was, uh, he was a decent opponent, a really athletic guy. Just uh, didn't know what to do on the ground very well. And I took advantage of that and was able to, he turned his back and gave me his neck and we finished at a minute 40.
0: Yeah, and you were very excited after getting that finish as well, and to get the finish in the first round. Just talk to me about the adrenaline and I guess just the emotions after that fight, celebrating in the cage, and then even afterwards as well.
1: Oh yeah, I was happy. It was every time you get done with the fight, man, you're happy it's over. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, no, it's just adrenaline rush, and don't 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 fall victim to that adrenaline dump during the fight. You know what I mean? Like, hold it in, hold it until afterwards.
0: It took you two years to return to the octagon after that fight. Obviously, the world entered a pandemic in that time, but with such a dominant MMA debut, why why the long layoff there?
1: So I actually had a fight scheduled in, uh, I, I believe it was March of 2020, March 7th, and then March like 14th is when the whole pandemic hit. So that card still went on, but my opponent, I think Taryn Roush, is actually a guy that Nick Nash, Nick Nash fought. He backed out like two days prior, cited a, a, a vehicle accident. I don't know, it was amateur MMA, dude. Um, sure. yeah, backed out two days prior and I'm, I'm pissed off, you know what I mean? Like, it, I'm two days out, I'm sitting there in the gym with my sweatsuit on, cutting weight, getting ready. And I get a call from the matchmaker and he tells me that the guy backs out. So that was really depressing. And then two weeks or a week later, the whole world shuts down. And I'm like, oh, man, so I got out of it for a little bit. I was still working out and stuff like that, keeping in shade. Oh, I always do that. I don't feel right if I don't, you know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, that was, that was the reason for that layoff. And then uh, I think it was, what was it, last year around, no, 2021, 2021, December is when, yeah. I, when, is when I got back into it. Uh, I was scheduled to fight Kevin Burrs. He backed out. And then I fought um, Kevin Stri- Stripling. And uh, kudos to him because he, he flew all the way down here from Florida and uh, came and fought and ended up losing 28 seconds. But
0: <laughs> 28 seconds, first round, ground and pound. Yeah. I mean, an insane way to come back after that first fight, your debut. I mean, that like, just punches from out, 28 seconds, first round. Talk to me about that finish.
1: I mean, he showed up late. It, it was a nice little tune-up fight for the next one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess it was a tune-up fight. Yeah,
1: I mean, what? like I said, kudos to him. But I got it done and we move on to the next one.
0: When, just curious, you know, when, when Taryn Rauch pulls out of that fight, just a couple days notice, was there any conversation of finding a replacement fighter? I know it's the amateur scene, or does that type of thing not happen?
1: So I've fought every fight underneath the Cage Thunder banner. Scott does his best. He's, he's a good matchmaker, and he cares about the fighters, but there was nothing we could do.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because all five of your amateur MMA fights have been for Cage Thunder. What attracted you to the promotion and why have you returned time and time again to Cage Thunder?
1: They do a good job of taking care of their fighters. We, uh, we butt heads here and there, but th- it's a good promotion to fight for, and I uh, encourage anybody that wants to get into fighting to go fight for Cage Thunder
0: yeah absolutely i was there for your last fight at cage thunder 19 last month i mentioned it when i introduced you saying that you have a strong following in northeast ohio and that might be underselling it because that venue was loud for you that night and i see people wearing kyle crumb shirts cage side as well what's it like having all that support locally for you so far in your career
1: it's super cool man like fighting locally and you know some people like they're gonna have to have their people drive an hour and a half or or, or or whatever distance. Like my my hometown's like 40 minutes away from Cage Thunder, and um, they appreciate it as well because I do a good job of selling tickets, and and um, that's why. I, so they treat me well. I treat them well, and 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 we have a good relationship. I'm 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 happy to fight for Cage Thunder.
0: Does it make you any more nervous or stressful going into the cage knowing that you're fighting in front of so many loved ones, friends, and family that come uh, all that way to support you
1: for that. Nine minutes that I'm in there, I don't think about him at all. None at all. Well, interesting. I look at my opponent, and that's all I'm looking at.
0: All you see is red, that one opponent, and the strategy that you have to execute in there. I have to ask you about the rivalry you've built in the amateur scene with Norm the Jackhammer Carrero. You have two wins over him. He sustained a finger injury in the first fight, and then he lost via Dr. Stoppage due to a cut at Cage Thunder 19 last month. Talk to me a little bit about that rivalry you established with Norm.
1: Yeah, two doctor stoppages. It's unfortunate, honestly. Uh, the first one was very unfortunate. I know. I know you had him on his podcast. I listened to it. I, I don't. I don't want to call it. He's a media guy, dude. Uh, so I don't. I don't want to sit here and say bad things about Norm. I think. I think he's a great dude. I think he's a great dude. I think. I think he took that loss very poorly. I. I, I don't think he came on this podcast and said I'm uncoachable and stuff like that. I'm not. I'm not. I. I, I sit there. I work hard and. And I respect people, and, and there's no reason for him to come on this podcast and talk shit about me like that. But at the end of the day, he's a media guy, and I will be professional, and I will treat him with respect. Yeah, I mean, that
0: makes sense. And it was kind of weird, because you guys are both so respectful of one another, but there is that kind of...
1: Fight each other twice. Right, yeah. It's just, it's just the way it is, yeah. Yeah,
0: I, and I can see that from both of you, because I know I had Norm on the podcast on Fortune Ohio, and he was talking... About how he sees a lot of potential in you, but of course he did have that big critique saying that you were right, uncoachable. Right. I was gonna ask about that. Just so any- much,
1: so much emotion. You know what I mean? Goes into fights, and uh, I I let it get the best of me, and I think he let it get the best of him too. Uh, like I said, I don't I don't dislike Norm Kiro, but um, at the end of the day, he's a media guy. I gotta respect him, and I hope he does the same.
0: Yeah, for sure, and it's something that you're now going to be able to put behind you. But of course, he does work for Cage Thunder. You're probably going to see him from time to time there at the Chaparral right. Center and other places. Mm-hmm. Are you looking forward to putting this chapter of your career with Norm behind you, though, being able to move on oh, yeah. to what's yeah, yeah, next yeah. rather than having to worry about that same opponent yeah. as an amateur fighter? Yep,
1: I got I got Nick Nash coming up uh, May twentieth.
0: Norm's in the back. You're looking ahead.
1: Yep, yep. I'm I'm, I'm focused on my next opponent.
0: Yeah, once again, this is Kyle Crum with us on Forge in Ohio. That next chapter of your amateur MMA career begins in just two months. You mentioned his name. You fight Nasty Nick Nash at Cage Thunder 21 on May 20th for the light heavyweight title. I've had Nick on Forge in Ohio as well in the past. What do you think about his game and the challenge ahead of you?
1: Nick's a grinder. He's a grinder. Uh, cardio machine, just like Norm said. And uh, I'm fully prepared to uh, go in there and, and, and get a W.
0: Yeah, it's kind of a brawler in there as well, not yep. afraid to make fights nasty in there. I mean, that's his nickname, of course. Is that He wears so- it
1: well, he wears it well, yeah. I'll give him that. Is that something yeah.
0: that kind of gets you excited and ramped up for this fight?
1: Uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, everyone should go tune into that fight. It's May 10th, or the we're or the uh, main event. Cage Thunder will put tickets on sale April 2nd. I'm not sure the uh, URL to the link to buy the tickets, but... I will try to get Jake to put in a description. All you have to do is click it and then buy the tickets. And whenever you buy those tickets, make sure you type in my name for your favorite fighter. So that way I get credit and receive my commission for this um, amateur bout.
0: Hey, there you go. You heard him. Definitely go ahead and do that when you buy your tickets for cage thunder 21. Your size has been an advantage for you lately in the cage and it has separated you from other light heavyweights. I'd say this will be the first time you fought someone six foot or taller in just over two years. I'm sure you train with people who are tall and lengthy like you are, but does that concern you at all going into this fight with Nash?
1: I'm still taller. I believe I'm bigger. He weighed in at 201 pounds his last fight. But like I said, I'm He's a killer. And I know he's a killer, and we're gonna take him very seriously.
0: How much more stock do you put into this fight with the added stakes of the amateur light heavyweight title being on the line?
1: It's a fight. This is a fight. It's a big fight. There's me eyes on it, and uh, and I'm excited for both of us. You know, what I mean, this is an opportunity for both of us, and and uh, I'm gonna go out there and get it done.
0: Does that title motivate you anymore, or is it Absolutely. just it's an amateur title? It doesn't no, mean much.
1: no, 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 no. This is a big fight. Yeah, this is a big fight, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna train like it's a big fight.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a barn burner there in May for Cage Thunder 21. How do you see this fight playing out on May 20th against Nick Nash?
1: Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I don't want to give. All I don't right. want to give away too many secrets. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Just uh, go ahead and get your tickets. Um, at Ticket Leap, and. Uh, Those will be out April 2nd, and uh, hopefully Jacob will have it in the description.
0: Yeah, I'll get it in there as soon as the link is available in the description of this podcast, April 2nd, for the fight on May 20th. One of the biggest fights probably that could be made this year in Northeast Ohio, I'd say, at least in the first quarter this early on. Of course, it is in May. Later on, on May 20th, Cage Thunder 21. I know you're probably focused on that fight, but I do want to ask, about what happens for you post cage thunder 21 it'll be your sixth amateur fight and you could have an amateur title to your name as well do you defend the belt for cage thunder do you go for another amateur belt do you go pro what's next for you after may
1: 20th i'm focused on one thing and that's may 20th against nick nash i mean i mean i would like to talk about it but there's there's no reason i have this task in front of me and i know it's a big task and i'm focusing on that and nothing else
0: that makes total sense, and all of your focus should be on a guy as dangerous as Nick Absolutely. Nash for the amateur light heavyweight title. For you, I mean, obviously, I'm sure the goal is turning pro, making it big in MMA. Do you see a transition to pro by the end of this year, or when would you like to turn pro in MMA?
1: Um, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We're, we're going to get through this fight, and then, and then I'll talk to my coaches and we'll decide then.
0: Yeah, just taking it one fight at a time.
1: Yeah, one fight at a time.
0: What's the ultimate goal for you in MMA? Everyone can be motivated by the same goal, but for you specifically, what are you trying to achieve in mixed martial arts in this journey that you've embarked on so far?
1: I'm sure people have heard about that. Max Metzger yeah. out of uh, Columbus. He's
0: been on Fortune in Ohio.
1: Yeah, uh, amateur fighter, went 7 or no, had a couple titles. Um, very charismatic individual, likes, knows how to talk, you know, caught himself a Bellator contract. That's the goal, you know, something like that, and uh, whatever, whatever route I need to go on to to get something like that, I'm 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 gonna do, and and good for that guy, good for that guy, honestly, um, that's that's awesome.
0: Yeah, Mad Max Metzer, super proud of him, a former Fortunate Ohio guest, getting a Bellator contract as soon as he turned pro. His first pro fight is going to be in a promotion like Bellator, in that stature there. For you, I mean, obviously that'd be a huge opportunity for you if you go pro sign a contract with bellator is that kind of a promotion that has that you have your eye on or is of course like ufc pfl bellator there's so many now even one right right
1: Uh, bellator pulls amateurs out the uh, circuit a lot uh, more often than than other uh promotions i have noticed so yeah definitely got my eyes on that yeah
0: yeah for sure Well, Kyle, it's been great to have you on. Before we wrap up, I just want to ask you if there's anything that you want to shout out in terms of social media handles, sponsorships, anything that you want to plug here on the podcast.
1: Yeah, um, both my gyms, uh, Aries Combat Sports Academy. Dave Graff, he's the man. He'll get you ready for anything. Ground Zero MMA down in Maslin. Dustin gets me ready. He gives me a lot of one-on-one time. I love those guys down there. They're super cool. Yeah, and just come out and watch those fights. Cage Thunder 21, May 20th at the Chaparral Center in Akron. Me and Nick Nash, main event, and uh, it's going to be a banger.
0: Yeah, I can't wait for it. And you mentioned Aries, I know Jarrell Hodge fighting soon, right?
1: Yeah, yep, yep. he's fighting tomorrow. Um, LFA, the interim uh, bantamweight title. We're going to have a watch party at the gym afterwards. Uh, Oh, we're excited, man. We're excited. He's going to get that belt. Yeah, He's going to get that belt.
0: This podcast will be out after the fight, so hopefully it does oh, get that man. belt. But, yeah, it'll be exciting to watch him fight tomorrow. And good luck to you and the team at Aries, you know, watching it from, from the gym. That's awesome to hear. Well, thanks again, Kyle, for joining me on the show, coming in studio. I appreciate you making your way in studio and giving me your time. One last thing I need from you, though, is the marquee way of how I like to end interviews here on Forge in Ohio. All you have to do is finish the OHIO chant. So, OHIO. I hope. Thanks, Kyle. Thanks again for joining me. Good luck against Nasty, Nick Nash, and May. I'm looking forward to two Fortune Wild guys tearing it down, and hopefully we'll talk soon, man. Hey, I appreciate it, man. That was Kyle Crum, the 4-in-1 amateur mixed martial artist. He has three first-round finishes. He has the support from many combat sports fans in Northeast Ohio, and he has a war coming up on May 20th at Caged Thunder 21. I said it when Lucas Siebert fought Malcolm Jackson, and the same goes here. These are two Forged in Ohio guys. I'm not taking a side, but I do wish both fighters the best going into the cage that Saturday night. That is going to do it for episode 22 of Forged in Ohio, though. I hope you all enjoyed my conversation with Kyle Crum. If you did, feel free to check out other episodes of the podcast and follow it on Instagram as well, at Forged in Ohio. Thank you all for tuning in. I've been your host, Jake Murrin, and this was Forged in Ohio.